On today's bachelor party, I am joined by one of my rare teammates, someone who's new to Bachelor Nation, someone who is seeing it all with fresh eyes, giving a perspective that I'm certainly out of touch with. And it's pretty fun. Hey, it's Van Lathan. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I got a special guest today. He's yes. new to Bachelor Nation. He calls himself a Batchy. His name is yeah. Van Lathan. Hi, Van Lathan. Hello. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of this community. And I thank you guys for welcoming me. Oh, my God. We're so happy to have you. So you started watching because you co-host Higher Learning on the Ringer Podcast Network with our friend Rachel Lindsay. And it's just hilarious. Now you're like watching The Bachelor because... Because you're supporting your co-host, kind of. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give Rachel credit for this because Rachel said, after Rachel and I got to know each other a little bit, Rachel goes, "Hey, you know what, Van? You'd really love The Bachelor. You dig it the most." And I was like, oh, "The Bachelorette." I was like, "No, I'm, it's not. It's not for me." And then I watched it, and what a magical <laughs> realm of television that it exists in! It's a magical, mystical realm. Okay, I'm glad you bring that up and you call it a realm because I actually was doing a call earlier with our, my friend Mallory Rubin, who's in, in, in the midst of doing a binge mode Marvel season MCU. And I was saying like, over the years, Bachelor has, has evolved into being like the MCU. It's the Bachelor cinematic universe. It's like, it's its whole world with like its own rules, a fixed number of people, it's like different phases. It's very similar. And what a wild ride this week. I did my first episode this week with Mina Kimes of ESPN, and we did a real sort of like breakdown, a lot of football overtones as mm-hmm. Mina works in the football space. And like, I just feel like there's still, there was just so much to absorb and get into. And like, I, you know, I think we, we just got to like revisit the Yosef stuff a little bit. Um, Van, what was your reaction to Yosef 
talking to Claire and like, what do you think he was going for there? I wish people could see your face right now. Your eyes are wide open. <laughs> I, I I was, as I was watching this, I'm sitting down and I'm watching this. I'm like, yo, Yosef is the Rudy Giuliani of The Bachelorette. <laughs> what like, do you mean like, by that? <laughs> because he's, he's, you know, okay, so, you know, I'm not going to get political on people, but you guys have yeah, know how, yeah. like, in the 90s, Rudy Giuliani came off as kind of like a guy who was with it, who understood stuff, who got stuff done. Yeah. And now, there's only two questions that you ask when you see Rudy Giuliani talking. One, why is he saying this? And two, why is he saying it so loudly? <laughs> and, and, and Yosef, I'm watching Yosef, and I'm like, it's not like he was screaming, but the tone it was, was so weird. like, it's like, First of all, you can't be that upset, dude. And then secondly, yo, man, why are you dressing her down like this? She literally said, she, he's talking, and she literally goes, yeah, I know that because uh, I lost my mom. No, she says, even worse, worse than that. She goes, I get it. My mom is dying. It's still in process. It's happening. She hasn't grieved. She's in the middle of a trauma, and he does what? He, he goes, uh, yeah, well, Excuse me. I, you said you let me talk. He goes. He glosses right over it. <laughs> glosses right over it. I'm, I'm looking around like, yo, what's going on with Yosef? And he just continued to turn it up and turn it up. I really, it's one of those things to where I literally, before I finished the rest of the episode, and that was at the beginning. We had a marathon yeah. after that. I, I ran it back three or four times. So like, what is wrong with this guy? But it, it was it was all there. And I saw. Then I went on and saw. I engaged with my batches on um on Twitter. Uh -huh. And we collectively talked about Yosef. But Yosef, he just seemed like, it seemed like something snapped in him. So when you say the, you engage with your batches, like what, what was that engagement like? What, who are the people you're engaging with? This is so fascinating. You're, you're kind of like, you're expanding Bachelor Nation in front of our very eyes, taking it to at Van Lathan on Twitter. It's true, because I'll tell you what was happening while this was going on. I was watching this <laughs> while... Game six of the World Series was on, the deciding game, you know? And I actually was watching, this is where my priorities were. I was watching The Bachelorette on my television and the World Series yes. on my phone. Whoa. You know what I mean? On my, the World Series got the small screen, you know, until Justin Turner Gate and all of that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, what's going on here? But people are like, it's so weird because I confuse my own followers. Because <laughs> they're like, yo, Van, are you watching... The Bachelorette <laughs> while the World Series is on. And I was like, yeah, man. Y'all don't see what Yosef, Yosef is going off. I will say, until like the seventh inning, Bachelorette, way more interesting than the Dodgers game. Blake Very Snell was, was just dominating. You're like, oh God, game seven, here we go. Like, good luck, Clayton Kershaw. And so it was a lot more interesting until the the Rays manager pulled Blake Snell and that was really stupid. This is actually a good aside. I, um... I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I just like love history and love being a part of history. So I, I always watch a, a game winning or potential game winning game, love a series finale, love a season finale. I just want to be a part of history, pop culture, sports history, you know? So I was watching the Dodgers just to, as I said, be a part of it. And this led me to investigating um, the various Dodgers wags, the wives and girlfriends. And are you, are you up on any of the wags of the Dodgers? No, well, first of all, they created their own Instagram account called at Dodger Wives. And like, they're really into each other. And then right. do you know um, the Instagram handle, Little Baby Cheezus? 
It's like this uh, blonde woman. No, she's she's no. a model. I was familiar with her. She's dating Cody Bellinger. I was just like, what the fuck? What a pull for Cody Be- Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. I wonder what I gotta look her up. What is she like? It's she, so she kind of reminds me of like um, I don't know. She's kind of like a European. I think she actually thinks she's South American. She's blonde. I forget what her real name is, but she's a she's really pretty. I've seen her on other people's Instagrams. I didn't know she's dating Cody Bellinger. And then I of course I have to research Corey Seeger's fiance that he referenced. And like, I don't know, I don't see that lasting. That's just all I'm gonna say. And why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying that? Why is not going to last? I just felt, I just feel like they, um, they met too young and that he's like, now he's a world series MVP. And I just feel like mm-hmm. his fame's going to get even bigger. And I know that baseball players on the road a lot and I just don't see it working out. That's all I'm going to say. I'll be, I'll be honest with you though. If it's one sport where it's going to work out, it's baseball. I have a theory about this. I, okay? I disagree already. Go ahead. I said I, I t- this theory. So, so for any of my ladies out there, um, who want to marry a pro athlete and you want it to last, this is this is what you do. This used you to be either, me. I wish I wish I'd gotten this advice when I was younger. Okay. This this is what you do. You either go baseball, which you have a better shot at, right? Look, because the guys aren't as famous. They walk in the club, nobody knows who they are. I think they're okay. worse, but okay, I keep going. Okay. Or, or you go, and this is very solid, pro football. Offensive lineman, not the D line, <laughs> not not the D line. The D line is different. Not don't go for the D line. But I'm telling you, you get you a big, a loyal guy, fed, a guy who's a, loyal to his quarterback, a left tackle, and you and you and you hook in early. You hook in, <laughs> you hook in second year of college, right? Not the first year, because first year he's not playing. This guy working on his hand placement, his feet. Second year, when he really started, you hook in then. And I'm, I, want you, I want you to watch the next draft, the next NFL draft. Watch how many of the offensive linemen are already married. Interesting. Watch. Loyal it's, it's fuck, a thing. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like okay, that. Well, that's Jason, no, Nobody in the NBA. Nobody in the NBA. No. But, well, like, well, okay, baseball. NBA, NBA players obviously will cheat on you. There's no question. I, I know mm-hmm. that 100%. I know it to be true. I've seen NBA players in the club. I know how it goes. Um, <laughs> baseball players, there's a fuck ton of travel over a long period of time. A lot of time away from home, Van. A lot. Mm-hmm. That's why the Dodger wags are so interesting. It's because they went into the bubble and no, there was no travel. So, like, these guys were with their ladies. I, I just want to say Dodger Dodger wives would be a great reality show. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. Dodger in L.A. Yes, in exactly. LA, yeah, so, Dodger wives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like an interesting cross-section. There's like some like really beautiful like L.A. models like Cody Bellinger's girl. And then there's like Clayton Kershaw's wife, Ellen, who's like a nice mother of five. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that Cody Bellinger's girlfriend's not nice, but I'm just saying it's different. Cut from different cloth. Okay. Anyway, back to what you were just saying. Jason on The Bachelorette he was the one who did the therapy date last week who like mm-hmm. he was an offensive lineman so maybe he we was. should we should be going after him i will say i really liked him last week though um i don't know i i, I felt like is weird it, about really liking him but is I this the date where they this is the one where they threw the stuff against the wall and it broke and they're on the beach she, when she threw the stuff into the fire when it was like therapy yeah, in, threw the it in the desert that was that was actually a cool date here's my problem that was actually a cool date. That really was. I thought like so, he... too. I, I liked it. I also liked Jason. As I said to Mina, the only or Nora, only thing that was missing was drugs. Like, if you're doing that, you got to be on some kind of, like, psychedelic. Psychedelic. I, I liked him because I liked the little exercise they did where they, they each wrote something down 
bad about him themselves and they were talking about it. Remember that? And they were reading it off and stuff. Yeah. And he, he actually admitted that he was manipulative. Yeah. And I, I was like, He was like, wow. here are the bad things about me. Manipulative. Jesus. Disloyal. Who, who, yeah. who says, like, I, I, you know, when you ask somebody what's wrong with them, they go, I just care too much. I'm too hard of a worker. He was like, nah, I'll fuck with your head. <laughs> like, I'm manipulative. Like, I'm like, whoa. And I, I appreciate the transparency from I liked that guy. It. I liked yeah. it. So, Van, are you familiar with Bachelor in Paradise? Do you know about that? I've heard of it, but I don't know very much about it. All right. So this is what Bachelor in Paradise is. This is really, this is really fun. We're so happy to have you in Bachelor Nation. I, I hope you've applied for citizenship and gotten your passport already. Um, yes. so Bachelor in Paradise is like what the challenge is to the real world, kind of. Basically. Oh, okay. So basically, after um, the Bachelor and Bachelorette are on for the year, they do like a mini season. It's like only four weeks of filming, but they stretch it over like six weeks, or 12 episodes. And the guys and the girls are there together. And it's just sort of like one giant party or mixer. And they go off on on dates. And you have to couple up to be able to stay. Like there's a rose ceremony every few days. And it switches between like if the women give it to the men or the men to the women. And you have to couple up to be able to stay in paradise. Mm. And it's just it's just crazy. It's like just like these fifth, you know, 20 exhibitionist type people in a resort in Mexico, kind of like what we're seeing right now in Palm Springs. But it's um, usually like a break from real life, not this weird COVID season. And they just like have to date and like crazy stuff happens. Claire kind of got famous because when she was on Paradise, she got like really upset about a guy, like very tweaked out. And they did like a super cut of making it seem like she was talking to a raccoon. And so what? (laughs) She was talking to it. An animal? Yes. Like freaking out about some guy being like, well, he disrespected me and like just like talking to a raccoon. So shit gets crazy in paradise and stars are made in paradise. So Yosef, I think, was like, fuck it. Claire is not into me. I'm not into her. I want to be famous. I'm going to go down in a blaze of glory and punch my ticket to paradise in 2021. And that's what I think he was going for. But he well, he did some I, fucked up shit. I, look, I think, first of all, number one, Yosef is right at this point going to be, he's the second biggest deal right now going on on the show other than the ridiculous Twilight-like love affair that's going on between, I've never seen anything like this ever I've before in my Twilight. life. I've never seen Twilight. Oh my God. Listen, I just I have to make this point real quick. I, I made it on the, the podcast before. If the, the, the funniest thing about Twilight, and I watched all the Twilight movies in theaters while inebriated, and it was the best time you could have. Interesting. Before, My last drunk movie theater experience was Thor Ragnarok at the IPIC in Brentwood, and I also had a good time. Carry on. Fantastic. The best thing about Twilight wasn't any of the, you know, vampires fighting werewolves or anything like that. It was how unbelievably attracted Bella was to Edward. <laughs> it was crazy. Every time, like, he would walk, you know, his skin sparkles because he's a yeah. vampire, and that's that's what happens. So he would walk into the room, and she'd be like, <laughs> and And my biggest thing about that was, like, like that's impossible. That just doesn't happen. That never happens. Uh, lies, it happens, because I'm watching it happen right now on The Bachelorette, and every time they... The funny thing about the Yosef thing is, Yosef, like, disappears and after insulting her. Dale materializes out <laughs> of no place. Dale forms like the Wicked Witch of the West. He materializes. It's like out Alex of Mack n- coming out of yeah, the liquid. <laughs> out of nowhere. And it's like, hey, baby, don't worry about it. I got you. And she runs right to him. The other guys have no clue what's going on. They're busy 
trying to act like they're about to fight Yosef. I love that. Like, oh, dude, you're out of line, guy. Get out of here, man. While Dale swooped in. And even, it's just, it's such a ridiculous, like, they are so in love already that it's it's kind of crazy. But uh, Yosef is the only thing, other thing that, like, really went on that um that I could really sink my teeth into as far wow. as that, you know, kind of went. It, it's funny. A couple of things. First of all, there's a rumor out there that Dale and Claire are already married. That's what I, I read. <laughs> I saw that on Reddit yesterday. Apparently, it was said on the Rosebud podcast, which is another Bachelor podcast. If that's the case, that's fucking crazy. Like, I know people are losing their mind in COVID, and like, I not infrequently think to myself, is this all real? Like, this is just such a crazy time. But mm-hmm. th- to marry a stranger that you then like were on a television show with, and in like, you know, it, we're currently in October. They met in July. So uh, three months in, of or less of knowing each other and you're married. I'm just like, mm-hmm. what? COVID really making people go crazy, crazier than I thought. I, I don't know if I believe that, but like, I don't not believe it. I can kind of see it. Claire's nuts. Like Claire just wants to get married, clearly. And she probably just wants to get pregnant. Yeah, she what are you talking about? She got pregnant the first time she looked at him. I said that on the other <laughs> podcast. Like, like, like Bella. She Exactly. She got pregnant the first time she looked at him. She looked at him and the twins, I saw the twins pop out. Like, like her, <laughs> she was, she was pregnant. Like it, 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 I firmly believe that they could be married. I absolutely believe that they could be married. And I got to be honest with you, seeing them together makes me believe that oh that God. type of fast relationship could be real. Like they, they really seem like it's real. Do they you are like going him? crazy. No, no, I don't. <laughs> Why not? Because he, he's just like for the same reason all the rest of the guys don't like him, is that he's that guy that you don't want to see in a situation like that. Yeah. We all know he's he. Why? Because he's too handsome. Like he's already got it all going for him. It's not just that. It, okay, so it's not just the handsome thing. Because, you know, so it, he's definitely very handsome, right? But even the whole situation where he comes into her room, right, while she's on the other date, and he can't really articulate to the to the rest of the guys how he managed to get back in there, and he just keeps smiling over and over again yeah. and chuckling. Like, that kind of guy who's just floating through floating through, won't even straight up tell you, go, yeah, I'm not even playing by the rules. Fuck you guys. I want to go in there. Just that whole thing, the way that they feel. It's obvious that he's Mm. not, like, playing by the rules. Like, he disappeared for an hour. Obviously, like, something's going on. So the fact that he tried to even hide it was really weird. I I think he's, I mean, I don't know. I'm acting so surprised. I don't know. But he just seems, like, really in love. Like, he's super smiley. And, Mm -hmm. um, he just seemed like super into her. I also thought that he was actually like kind of sweet at the roast. Like he was trying to take it all in stride, but it seemed like it, it, it affected him. I, I look, I, I think I really just my personal thing is it's not, I don't have any problem necessarily with him, but the two of them together, they get on my fucking nerves. man. <laughs> well, a lot like of couples he, are like that, right? Like a cute, cute couple. You're just like, take it somewhere else. We're not, we don't want to be involved. Right, and he brings out the worst in Claire. He does. I, I think I really think he brings out the worst in Claire. Like Claire's obsession with Dale 
makes her do all kinds of crazy things, makes her treat the other guys like shit, and all that. He brings out the worst in her. So that that that's kind of a thing. It's annoying to watch them, but compelling. Well, she was like, when she asked the guys, like, why is Dale well-suited for me? Or, like, is he well-suited for me? That was honestly insane. <laughs> I would have not answered. If I had one of the guys, just be like, aren't we supposed to talk about us? Like, we're not supposed to spend our time talking about someone else. I understand mm-hmm. why they're mad. But I'm also just like, you guys are all on a TV show. Like, any crazy shit can happen. Like, what were you expecting? As a new Bachelor fan, I have a question. Oh, I'd love to answer. Um, So, the whole, I'm here for Claire. Mm-hmm. I got to be here for Claire. Like I'm so here for Claire. There's something I saw that's special in Claire, and it's about this, about that. Are we supposed to believe that they actually think that shit? Or is it okay to think they're bullshitting because they're on a television show? I really don't know. Is it, 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 There's no way it, when they go, because they seem to take it personally. Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I was in Paul Springs or La Quinta, wherever they are, on The Bachelor, and I was enjoying all of that stuff and chilling, it would be hard to get me to, like, actually fucking care if she picked the next guy, you know? But they seem to really be emotionally injured and wounded. Are we supposed to buy that? Or is that... Or have they found some different species of male? So, (laughs) I think it's a combination of all those things. I'm really glad you asked. So, first of all, I think because of quarantine and, like, the set... They're not usually, like, all staying in like their own like discreet little villas with like a pool to hang out around like it's usually they start out in the house and they're like kind of roommates in like an annoying way it seems like everyone has a lot of space this time which i honestly mm-hmm. think like makes it a better experience for these dudes like they're not like in a bunk bed they have their own room because of covid or whatever right. and so i think that like they're enjoying themselves a little bit more than usual and she's kind of picking up on that so that's why she's always like are you guys here like why she's like trying to suss out if people are really into her and like what they know about her or, or not. And then are you supposed to leave? So a, a bachelor trope is asking if, or saying someone is, or is not here for the right reasons. And the mm. right, the right reasons is to like find love with this, with this person and to have your heart be open to whoever the lead is and like whatever, come what may the wrong reasons are to get famous mm. or to, I don't know, to like uh, be on TV. It's the same thing. So like, there's a very clear, like the mandate and the assumption is that you're there and like open to whatever, come come what may. And some mm-hmm. people are always like more intense about the lead and some are a little bit less so. And so it's like, there's like kind of like a guy who usually will make it like six weeks and he's just like, he's just here for a good time. He might be interested in Claire, but he's no agenda. He's just here for fun. And then there's the people who are like, I, I have a connection with you. It's obviously like more with the men. Like, I want to sleep with you. I'm dying to see what it's like. So I'm really into this for the next eight weeks. Um, mm. With the women, usually it's a little bit more like believing, I think, believing in like the fantasy, plus also wanting to have sex with the person. So everyone's just sort of like holding <laughs> out, whether it's right. for sex or for love. They're sort of like, you're being there for the right reasons is like holding out to see if it's worth it, basically. So, mm. but, the, but the funny thing is, Dale and Claire, I want to throw this out there. Have they already have they already boned three episodes in? We know that he had a boner, which he tried to hide from the cameras. But like, <laughs> did they? Wow, I love that part. Wow, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I'm like, Dale, he pulled the seventh grade shirt move. <laughs> Everybody knows the seventh grade shirt move where you're. you're I'm. I actually went to a middle school where they had to ban sweatpants. Really? They, 
they said no more sweatpants. It's too much of an issue. Like ar the, around, the, the, uh, it's it's a thing around the same time. But everybody knows the oh my god, there's the eighth grade girl pull 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 the shirt out. You know what I mean? Like pull the shirt out. Everybody knows that. I I, I hadn't seen the move in years, and then Dale on TV <laughs> pulls the shirt move. I'm like yo. I'm looking at Kalika. I'm like, yo, Dale just did the shirt thing that I did back in 92. <laughs> and so it, 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 I was really, I'm like, they were, they, it, and that's the thing. That's the mindfuck. The mindfuck is that it's real. Like, they're not acting. Like, yeah. to your point, like, it's real. So it's like, yeah, you might as well cancel Christmas. It, the show is over. They found it. I'm wondering if they had sex. And I have no problem with it. <laughs> I, I, I support it. Obviously, it's like a human thing to do. I'm just wondering, like, if that also was a tipping point. Clearly, she had some tipping point moment in this week's episode where she was like, I'm not doing this. And they try to make it seem like, I don't know, like, the, you know, I don't know. They really were trying to make it seem other than she's really into Dale. But like, I just want to say, like, are you that certain without having sex? Like the way that they're just like so all in and all all in over each other just just makes me wonder. Also, there's a lot of time unaccounted for in this episode. We're like, they're like, yeah, he was gone for an hour. Like, Claire, there were four hours, like, was four hours late to the date. Like, all this stuff. A lot of unaccounted for time, and I'm just throwing it out there. And I also want to say, if they have had sex or whatever, I fully support it. I'm not trying to shame them in any way. I actually think it's smart. If you're going to go all in on someone, like, maybe find out if you have sexual chemistry. And this, this is the question I've been asking Rachel. I've been asking Rachel, and Rachel told me about the fantasy suites and yes. some per person that was in a pinwheel in overseas or something like it was that. A, or it was a um, it did was I say a, a pinwheel. What is, what is it? It, it was um, a windmill. A windmill overseas yeah. and all of that stuff. She's telling me yes, about Peter, Peter and Hannah, correct? Right, and so, and so, like I'm thinking to myself, well, and I asked her this on Higher Learning. I said, well, what if you get all the way to the end towards the fantasy suite situation? And then you like somebody and then the sex is terrible. Well, what <laughs> happens then? Break up with them. I know, but that, that seems like a lot of wasted fucking time. Yeah. And, and, is yeah. there ways around that? Yeah, you could just have sex sooner, but that's like not like allowed. But it's always been rumored that when Claire was on The Bachelor with, on Juan Pablo season, which she's referenced a lot, that she had sex in the ocean with Juan Pablo so sometime in the middle. And he then slut shamed her for it. He was like, he did what Yosef did. He was like, you would be a bad role. He was like, I don't want this, you to be a role model for my daughter. Or he was like, this is a bad example for my daughter. For like, and it's like, dude, you had sex with her. What about you being a bad role model for your daughter? Also, how about neither of you are bad role models? It's fine. Have sex if you want to. You're consenting adults. Like, it's just, it's just weird. A weird thing about The Bachelor is it's like so, um, like sexually driven, but actually sexless. It's very strange. Mm, I'm getting this. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, 
It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Can we talk about real quick what a specifically potent insult it is to tell yes. someone, I don't want you to be the mother to my daughter. It's basically Yosef, the meanest thing you could say, right? When Yosef said that, her face went from, because the, the, the great thing about the Yosef and Claire scene was that she spent a lot of the initial time in bewilderment, which I love. There's no watching it. There's no better thing to watch than bewilderment. To where, like, when, on somebody's face, when somebody's going, yo, is this motherfucker talking to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, it's, that, just like escal- that, it's just like escalating. You're like, you're like, wait, what? Like, seeing the wait, what wash across someone's face is wild. It's, it's, it's wild and just ridiculously rewarding. And then they, they get to the point to where she starts doing, like, you know, the white lady heave, where she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's incredulous is about that, it. And then all of a sudden. Is that a well-known what, move, the white lady heave? The white lady heave is well-known. Sisters just give it to you right away. Hmm. As soon as you let you know, uh-uh. Hmm. As soon as you, but white ladies heave for a second. They heave. And then they, they try and to they, compose themselves and they can't. They, they can't and they can't do it, right? They can't do it. They heave. And Claire heaved. And what made her give it was the the daughter thing after that. Claire. Had yeah, had well, enough. that was a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> it's really, really mean. And of course, if you're saying that in some kind of tirade on television, of course, the point is that you, Yosef, are the bad example. It's like you do not, like, I hate when someone's like, you do not speak to a woman that way. Fuck being right. a woman. You don't speak to a human that way. Right. Like, that's yeah. just, like, the messed up thing. Like, women mm-hmm. are included in humankind, so don't talk to anyone that way. That's Yosef was just there. He was not there for the right reasons. He was there for him. And mm. it was entertaining. I, I will say the reason I feel like people, like, really reacted to this episode is because of Claire's reactions. And she was like, because of men like Like that. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why she's the oldest bachelor, because she didn't settle for men like that. And I'm telling you, the, that was like, that. we talk about Thor, Ra- Thor Ragnarok, right? Like, yeah. we talked about mysticism in Marvel. The that was a magical word. It was, it was like a call Harry to Potter. action that made Dale materialize. Pop up. He popped up like Jiminy Cricket. He, like, he, like, all of a sudden, it's like, you rang? Did you, <laughs> did, did you say somebody was whack? It's because our love butler. Come, <laughs> yeah, like, here comes Dale. Baby, I'll show you what's going on. The rest of these guys or whatever. And so, I, I, I love the entire sequence. I just wish I, we didn't get to talk to Yosef again. I, like, I bet, and, so they have a they have a special before the finale. It's called the Men mm. Tell All, where they kind of get to tell their side of the story. But you know, I bet you can get Yosef on Higher Learning if you really want to talk to him. I bet I bet that's possible. Just an idea. Oh, that's a fucking fantastic idea. <laughs> Producer, that's a, that's a fantastic idea. I got to get hook it up. Yeah, I got I got to talk to Yosef. I got to talk to Yosef. <laughs> I got to know. 
Like I got, I got, I have so many questions for Yosef that I need to know. I want to know what his daughter thinks of the show so far. Um, let's move on. So you know, Dale spends most of the group date with Claire, and then she gives herself the rose. As a as a um a new citizen here, new denizen, what do you think about rose ceremonies, and what does it signal to you when she gives herself the rose? Well, her giving herself the rose just kind of seemed like a little bit of a cop out in a in a little way to me. It's like. That's not what we come to see. We come to see the <laughs> drama of who's going to get the rose and all of that stuff like that. So that seemed like I hate like symbolic schmaltzy shit like that. I don't mm. like I, I didn't dig her giving herself the rose. The rose ceremonies themselves, though, um, like most of the other things in the show, I find to be highly entertaining. <laughs> and I, it's highly entertaining because these guys, I, I Juliet, I'm so these guys actually give a fuck about this. Like they care. <laughs> as the as the cameras are going to their different faces, you can see the tension on their faces. You see like the little, you know that like little muscle right here in your yeah. jaw yeah. and it's clenched. And these guys care about this and the the one dude with the part is his name Garen or whatever his name is. Garen, the dude, yeah. Garen. Garen looked destroyed <laughs> when he didn't get a rose. Garen looked like like he he hung his... I'm looking up, I'm like, bro, you're like a, a professor or something. You got like a good life. I promise you it's going to be okay, but he yes, hung he's his head. Yes, he's a professor at USC. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dog, I promise you, you're going to be straight, bro. You're going to be... you good, man. I, I, and but, but so I love watching that. I love watching it. It's like... It, all, it makes like a you believe... experiment. Yeah, it may. I, it, I know that these guys all aren't in love with Claire. I know that they don't. I'm, I know that they're not. They haven't but talked it seems to her. Like She's it. barely spoken to them. Right. She's supposed talking to Dale a lot. But yeah, I generally long winded answer. Van Lathan special. Generally though, I love the rose ceremonies. Generally, wasn't um, a big fan of her giving. It's funny because it, I think the guys like part of being on a reality show is like you just get sucked into it. You're deprived of like outside mm -hmm. contact, so it becomes mm. real. So you're just sort of like, well, this is my reality now, so I'm being told, in my reality, I'm being told to care about Claire, so I care about Claire. I, I will say I'm like totally with you. I'm like, it's so unappealing for these guys to care so much, but every season I have a crush on someone. Like every season I'm like, oh, mm. I want to meet that guy. This season's crush is Bennett, hands down. Really oh. into him. Oh, I couldn't have been, I, I am... A Lathan man, I am my father's son because I can admit when I am wrong, right? I couldn't have been more wrong about Bennett. We Bennett, were all wrong about Bennett. He was sold to us as a villain and he is like a fun time. He was on, on Rachel's podcast, Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm like really into him. He, I, I'm currently in New York. He was living in New York. I'm like, can I meet Bennett? Like, <laughs> like Bennett what's up? Bennett is my motherfucker. <laughs> So when Bennett first was talking about Harvard and the H-bomb and all that stuff, I was like, man, give a fuck about you went to Harvard, dog? Like, what are you talking to us like I that? want to say counterpoint. Everyone's like, I don't give a fuck if you went to Harvard. Counterpoint, I do give a fuck if you went to Harvard. That's great. <laughs> right, see? see, smart, but, uh, but smart I, guy. What's wrong but, with that? <laughs> but I was, I was turned off by it. But then, what, I'll tell you what turned me about Bennett. They did a little vignette after the show, those little vignettes that they do, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. During the credits or whatever. And it was about Bennett's room, mm -hmm. right? And it's one thing to bring somebody into your room, MTV crib style, and then stun on them about how nice your room is. But that was, it was different for Bennett. Bennett was very inviting. 
He was very engaging. He was bring. He brought the dude in. He's like, "Yo, man, look at all my shit." And they they're partaking together. They're putting the stuff on their face together. I'm like, "Yo, this is a cool ass dude." Yeah, this is the, this is he likes to have fun and he's goofy. Like that's what. You, so combination of a Harvard man who likes to make fun of himself. I'm like, I'm all in. Don't tell me I shouldn't care if someone to Harvard. I do care. That's cool. But see, he's a different type of Harvard dude. There's two types of Harvard dudes. There's Jared There's Kushner. The, exactly. Exactly. Right. So tell you what kind. Of, Jared Kushner is the type of Harvard dude that has a, a, I don't know, a Mercedes or something like that and just stunts on you. Bennett is the kind of guy that you walk into the room and you go, hey, man, we're going across Cambridge to go meet Will Hunting and the rest <laughs> of the boys. And he tosses you the keys and goes, yeah, bro, there you go. It's cool, bro. You, and, 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 you, and you get to like, really experience him and everything that his dad does, right? He, sure. Ben is the kind of guy that brings he you shares. into the fold. Yeah. He shares. He shares the wealth. And that's what kind of what we're getting at. So yeah. I like Bennett. Um, thinking of Will Hunting on The Bachelor is a really funny concept. Like, absolutely hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Will Hunting <laughs> will, will do well. Will, uh, next time Matt Damon's on SNL, he should play Will Hunting as The Bachelor. That'd be hilarious. That's a fantastic skit. Thank you. You're just creatively inspiring me, Van, with this with this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. I a lot of people were like really mad when Claire gave herself the rose. I want to I want to posit that I think she was told to do that. I I think that Claire is very strong willed. Well, here's the thing about Claire. I think that most of the women who and men who are leads on the show, like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I do not think this applies to Rachel. But I think a lot of them are so invested in either like cons like like needing to find love or needing to find like fame that they'll just sort of mm-hmm. go along with what the producers tell them to do. But I think Claire is just like desperate for affirmation. Like, I think that she's just like desperate for people to like make her feel good. And she's getting that from Dale. And so she's just like, okay, I'm done here. I found someone to tell me that I'm great and to like grab my head when I'm sad and to like tell me they're proud of me and like just affirm. It's like kind of like being in a soul cycle class where like the teacher like has to tell you you're doing a great job. And like, you are strong. You are brave. Find the time for yourself. Like that's what Dale's doing. So she's getting what she needs. He's filling her love tank with his Mm -hmm. words of affirmation. So she's just like, fuck it, I'm done here. And so she probably was just like, when they realized that she was interested in in Dale only, they kind of like engineered this exit for her. It's interesting to me. So you say she was on how many shows before this? She was on uh, Winter Games, Bachelor in Paradise, two times, and The Bachelor. So four four go rounds. So four go rounds. Okay, yeah. that's interesting to me, and I'll tell you why. I did not know that. So not knowing that, I always thought to myself, well, why don't Claire and Dale cap a little bit more? like bullshit about it a little bit more and just string it out so that they could be on TV for the whole season. You know what I mean? Because I, what I was saying was, I was like, yo, you know, you know who you're going to pick, but you want to be on TV for the whole season. You want to like make it last, right? Um, and Rachel brought up a lot of counterpoints to that. The like one is the fact that you're in, you're in a bubble, so yeah. you can't leave and it's probably, people are getting annoyed and stuff. But, uh, but now I see that actually she's done this before. So the yes. TV part of it is not that big a deal no. to her. I think she was genuinely like, I don't know how to meet someone. I'll be the bachelorette. Right, right. And that's <laughs> she's like, of- yes, I'll be the oldest bachelorette. I'm 39. I got to meet someone. And lo and behold, she has. Yeah, she goes, all right, got that guy. We out. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. That makes a lot of sense to me. That makes me feel like it's a little bit more real. I do yeah. feel bad for the rest of the dudes, though. Yeah. I, I I do, but they, they got Tasha coming in, so it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. True. What did you think of this? What did you think about the shot of Tasha 
Charlotte's um, Angels style, slowly getting out of the pool. I thought it it reminded me. It was I thought it was cheesy, and I thought it like kind of sucked. I think Tasha's getting a raw deal all around. <laughs> She's not getting like the star treatment, and that's what you're supposed to get as the lead. Like mm-hmm. Claire was introduced. Everyone gets introduced on Good Morning America. Then you do a press tour. Like you kind of like the the baton is passed to you, and you like run that race, and you are the leader, and like every all eyes are on you. Tasha's like stuck into like the last nine seconds of a pretty crazy episode where like there's a lot to talk about. Like you could talk about the Tasha reveal, but like there's so much crazy Claire shit that like it's kind of the fourth most interesting topic. And then, you know, Rachel made this point on her Instagram. I'm sure you guys talk about it. Like they really sexualized her in a way that they don't often for most of the bachelorettes. Like they mm-hmm. usually kind of make them seem like chaste or if not chaste, like some kind of like really like a specific personality that's like wife material. And they, they, Tasha looked amazing, like very hot, but that's just sort of like, okay, guys, Claire's crazy. So here's a hot woman for you. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of like it. And that stinks because she didn't even get to speak. Like she's just like um, a creature of the pool. And it's like, let, let the woman talk. I mean, to be honest with you, if you didn't know <laughs> about everything that, first of all, if you didn't know about everything that was happening with that, you probably wouldn't be watching the show first in the first place. <laughs> But let's say you just caught the show. If you just caught the show and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to watch The Bachelor for the first time ever. Do you realize that you would have no clue? No idea. You would have no idea why they did that? Like, if you just, if you're just watching, hey, The Bachelor's on. I don't want to watch that. I'm pissed off at Justin Turner. He's got COVID. He's hugging his teammates. (laughs) Like, And then then you're watching The Bachelor and then you're like, well, what the hell is that? Like, you have no clue, like, what, like what what that meant. They gave, they explained nothing. They said nothing. But I will say this. By the end of that episode. You're ready for Tasha. I'm fucking fed up with Claire. Yeah. You're, I'm you're like, over her. Totally yeah. over her. Yeah. I, agreed. I was, could like I'm Claire, like Claire's like, like, I've been watching a lot of these. Claire's like gets that. She got Ramona that, Singer eyes. She got crazy eyes. Do you watch yeah, Real Housewives of New York? No, I, I've never seen that before. Ramona Singer stinks, and she's got crazy eyes. They're, and that's yeah, what her, looks like. Her, her eyes glass over. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like a weird Keith Rainier type thing. It's like <laughs> it's like it's it's, it's like it's it's stupid. But anyway, um, um, I had something else. I just thought of that. You reminded me. Now I forget. Shit. Oh, I remember. I was like, this sucks for Tasha. I feel bad for her. But then I saw her Instagram where she shows her like twerking to a Beyonce song like right after she comes on screen and she seemed really excited and I thought that was really cute and I was like well if Tasha's happy then I'm gonna be happy for her so so and I thought that was like really cute and I hope I hope she's good I mean I'm curious to see how the rest of it plays out it just was weird to like stick that at the end I understand they want to like have a big reveal like a cliffhanger but I just think that it's sort of doing her doing her dirty do those guys stay or do they bring in new guys so it's not clear. The rumor is that, that some of those guys stay and they also bring it back some guys that like were never that like were considered for the show but never made it. So I think it's a mix. So we might be getting some new ones plus some of these guys are staying. I think I think a few of them are staying. I think the ones you're like why are you why are you talking? You're completely irrelevant or like they're setting them up to be a part of Tasha's season cuz otherwise who cares? Mm, I wonder if Easy will stay. We'll find out. I mean yeah. I like Ivan and I like Bennett and Ivan's Which one is chess, Ivan? Chess guy. He's one of the chess piece. The ch- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chess piece guy, yeah. I like the, yeah. the smart hot guys. So... Do you like the... Do you like... I call him Swole Yoda, the, the black guy with the gigantic arms and the super pointy ears. Riley? Yeah. 
Swole um, Yoda. Yes, I do like him. Yeah. But yeah, he's, I don't. He's I wouldn't nothing. say I love him. I, I, Jason's my sleeper. Offensive lineman Jason. The one who's mm. like, I'm a shitty ass boyfriend. I'm like, yes, I like yeah. you. <laughs> I, I, I also dug him because he did that whole... He does the whole. It's it's a weird thing that we that people never talk about in sports. Whereas post playing career, NBA players get fat, mm-hmm. and pro football players get skinny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like NBA players swell up, but then like Mark Schlereth, and <laughs> like the rest of these guys, they like are like Jeff Saturday, because they can't spend the rest of their lives at three twenty five, three ten. They shrink down, and he did that. Yeah. Former offensive lineman had to shrink down. So he doesn't fucking get sleep apnea or something like that. Yeah, so like, he, I, he looks good. He does, man. He does. I also, um, I don't know, just some, something about him. But yeah, Jason, Ben, and Ivan are my favorites. So I, ho- I hope they stick around. And like, I, I kind of like turned on Dale over the course of the past week. I've been thinking about <laughs> it. I'm like, I don't like that guy. He just like, he's a, he annoys me. And I just feel like mm. he, he acts like a little too like positive and holier than that. I'm like, who are you really? Like, are you this positive and this happy? Because like. I'm not buying it, man. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, are, is he prepared for some dark days? Maybe he is. Maybe I'm, I'm underestimating him, but I don't know. What Last note on Dale. What do you think about his fashion? I've talked about this a lot. Curious how you feel about his clothes. It just kind of like, he looks like a mannequin. They just kind of, you know what I mean? They just kind of throw stuff on him that it, it, there's nothing to it, you know? It's almost kind of like Vince Vaughn and swingers, or like it's like it's like it looks like a mannequin. You throw a one of those college shirts on them and some khakis. You <laughs> let them go, but like I, I don't. It's not not too much, you know. I don't know. There's nothing. Dale is one of those people where you. It seems like you could have a four hour conversation about with him and learn nothing about him. Yeah, for sure. He'd be speaking Damn. in aphorisms the whole time. He'd be like, that's so, and like that's so true. And just feel mm-hmm. like he's. I feel like he's ideal. For He'd be a good trainer. Just feel like he'd be like really positive, right. help you get through your your workout, and meet mm-hmm. you in the park with the weights. And he would just wouldn't let you cheat. Yeah, I'd right. like Dale to be my trainer. That's my future with him. Yeah, Dale the trainer. Now he's an ideal trainer for you, but if you're a guy, he's the worst dude that you want to see training because he's like, so what, hot. Yeah, you if you're a dude and like first of all, it doesn't matter. You should have faith and trust in your relationship, but it's just annoying. Yeah. Like, what you want is you want the ex-MMA guy that never made it with the gigantic cauliflower ears, <laughs> and he's squatty with the, a ton of back knee who's really way too... And you know it's not going to happen. But, like, when 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 you see Dale, you're like... It's not that, like, you think, like, you're going to take your woman. You're just like, why I, why I got to deal with this, too? Yeah. Why I got to deal with this? I don't want to deal like with this, That's like a false well. promise, right? Like, Dale's, yeah. like, a unique specimen. You can't just, like... I'm, I'm sure he works out a lot to look, to look the way that he does. But there's also something genetic to it. I feel like it's okay to acknowledge that, like, some people just look better because of genetics. Like, that's just yeah. how it is. And Dale... God wanted it. God wanted that. It's yeah. Like, that's that. Yeah. God wanted Dale and Claire to find each other. We solved it. Van, thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you enjoyed this conversation, listen to Van on Higher Learning with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay. They talk about The Bachelor on their Friday show, and they talk about so much more. It's one of my favorite pods. Check it out. Van, thank you. And I'll be back. Tuesday morning, no episode on Tuesday because of the election. I'm doing an election theme special, but I promise it won't be a downer. It's going to be fun. Special guests. And then I'll be back uh, Thursday night after the next episode, which presumably will be Tasha's first. So I'm super excited. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.